1: This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking
0: news and conversation station.
1: Uh, certainly we've talked a lot on this program about uh, beer taxes, what the Alberta government's tried to do to favor or support Alberta breweries. And they've had a couple of different iterations of, of the policy. Now, recall, you might recall for a while we had it set up so there was still favorable tax rate for smaller breweries but that only applied to Alberta breweries and B.C. and Saskatchewan breweries because of what the Alberta government felt their obligations were under the New West Partnership. You had breweries in Ontario and elsewhere saying, wait a sec, that's not fair, you can't do that, that's unconstitutional, and Steam Whistle Brewery was one in particular that that filed a court challenge. I think the government realized maybe they were on shaky ground, so they changed the approach. They said, okay, we're just going to have one across-the-board tax rate For all beer, all breweries, regardless of size. Now, unfortunately, it happened to be the highest rate. But I think they felt that 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 will do it. We're not discriminating against anyone. It's the same rate for everybody. But what we're also going to do is give these, quote-unquote, grants to Alberta breweries. And a lot of people said, well, hang on a second here, because that's essentially a backdoor favorable tax rate for only Alberta breweries. Uh, You're asking for trouble. We're going to be back into this all over again. And sure enough, here we are. A great Western brewing company based in Saskatchewan, does a lot of business in Alberta, have decided to launch a court challenge over the policy saying that it is tantamount to an unconstitutional trade barrier. Uh, Michael McAlveson is uh, president and CEO of the Great Western Brewing Company. He joins us on the line here this afternoon. Michael, thanks for joining us. So I want to give you an opportunity, first of all, then, to explain why you believe what the Alberta government is doing is unfair and unconstitutional.
0: Sure. So just by way of background, on on August the 5th, the Alberta government changed the beer tax structure, if you will, where uh, they moved everybody to a flat tax at the the highest rate of $1.25 a litre, Previously, we were paying 47 cents a liter. Uh, The difference between the two is uh, about $6.65 for a case of beer, so it's quite material. But uh, they are also providing local producers, uh, local beer producers in Alberta, with a monthly cash volume rebate to offset the uh, higher flat tax that everybody is now paying. So our contention is that this. Um, this 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 protectionist uh, monthly cash volume rebate is unconstitutional because it creates it, it essentially uh, establishes a tariff or barrier between provinces to do business, and that's what we are challenging uh, as per our court action.
1: Okay. Well, the previous version or the previous iteration uh, of the policy that that seemed problematic, too, because it had a favorable rate for Alberta breweries and Saskatchewan uh, breweries as well. and B.C., too, uh, we had some Ontario breweries raise these same issues, so the province went back to the drawing board. Uh, they felt that a straight-across-the-board the tax that applies the same to everyone might be on more constitutionally sound footing, but you're saying it's the the rebates or the subsidies that, that pose the issue here.
0: Yeah, you can't really separate uh, the two. They're actually part of the overall... Uh, policy that the Alberta government has has introduced, um, and and they've been very clear about it in their communication. Um, so when combined, both the flat tax and the monthly volume rebate, you know that is only available to local producers. You know we believe that's uh, that contravenes the uh, the Constitution Act, which uh, is designed to protect, you know, free trade or the flow of uh, free commerce between provinces. So that's what we're taking exception to.
1: Right, because I guess as for the rate itself, I mean, it's, it's still a lower rate than, than what the Saskatchewan government charges. But is that uh, an irrelevant point here in this context?
0: Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I mean, uh, it is a lower rate than what we currently pay in the province of Saskatchewan. But Saskatchewan does not discriminate on the basis of, of, of boundaries or, or, ge- uh, or uh, geography. So, everybody is paying the higher rates in Saskatchewan, regardless of whether you're making the beer in Saskatchewan or making the beer in Alberta. But in the case of Alberta, it is clearly, in our opinion, uh, discriminatory or protectionist because only local producers can get the benefit of the volume rebate.
1: Right. Well, there there are no subsidies, right, in Saskatchewan, nothing like that from the government.
0: Well, no, they, 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 they do have a small brewer's tax structure, and to qualify for the tax structure you know your uh, your annual worldwide production has to be under 200,000 hectoliters right. but any brewer from around the world could access or could qualify for the small brewers tax if you meet that uh, criteria of uh, of producing under 200,000 hectoliters of beer a year
1: So it's a, it's a lower rate though no, it's not a it's not a it's government a, it's a lower subsidy. rate, it's a lower rate. To what yeah
0: the national brewers would pay um, but it is still a higher rate than than the uh, than the rates in Alberta.
1: Okay. Well, in terms of of getting out of province beer into Saskatchewan, and, and I think all provinces could be doing a lot more to to allow for for free and open trade. The, the complaint that's been raised by Alberta breweries is that you've got a an SLGA buyer is essentially in charge of it. They've tried to get product on the shelf in Saskatchewan. They're told no, they don't have to to offer an explanation as to why the the application has been rejected, whereas in Alberta, you just fill out the paperwork and you're in.
0: Well, that's not totally correct. I mean, first of all, I I agree 100% with your sentiment that there needs to be open trade across all provincial boundaries. And there are Challenges in in many provinces, um, in order to get your product listed on the on on the shelf, whether it's in BC or on or Ontario. In the case of Alberta, you're right. There's some paperwork that has to be filed, but that in itself does not guarantee you any distribution or any listings of product in the province. The challenge with Alberta is it is a highly fragmented retail market. There are 1,400 independent liquor stores in Alberta. And in order to get your product on their shelf, you have to literally knock on roughly 1,400 doors. So it's it's a very challenging market because it is fragmented. Uh, none of the decision-making is centralized. So it's more than just filling out the paperwork. You have to convince these 1,400 retailers that your product has merit to to be sold in their stores. Um, so that in itself is a big Uh, a big process to go through. You're right, in the case of Saskatchewan, uh, BC, Ontario, most of the other provinces, there is a listing approval process through the liquor boards, but again, the obligation is on the brewer to demonstrate that they have a quality product uh, that ultimately will have consumer demand. Um, I don't think any retailer would uh, walk away from a high quality product in which there is strong consumer demand because They'll ultimately lose out on, on sales within their stores. So the, the, the obligation at the end of the day is for the manufacturer to prove that they've got a product that is worth being sold by the liquor board.
1: Mm-hmm. Now certainly, and, and I think people will be familiar with your products like Original 16 and in Brewhouse in particular, that, that seem to be widely available in Alberta, about what percentage of your business uh, comes from from Alberta?
0: Yeah, it's that's a great question. It is the majority of our total company sales are actually done in Alberta. Is that right? I, I can't give you the specifics just because we're a private company, but more than 50% of our total sales are done in the province of Alberta. We've actually been, uh, you know, um, uh, I think a big part of the Alberta beer industry since the early 2000s. So, we, you know, we've we've invested uh heavily over the last fifteen years to build our business in Alberta. We actually employ fifteen people uh you know in Alberta. We're part of the community. We've been, you know, actively sponsoring various curling tournaments, including the Briar. And the Scotties, you know, over the years, and you know, for us, uh, we had no choice but to pursue this legal challenge because of the impact that it that it that it is having on our on our overall business. And what's been that
1: impact? I mean, have have you lost sales? Have you had to increase prices? What, what's been the impact of the change?
0: Well, I mean, initially, we've had to pass on the uh, the higher markup in the form of higher prices. So. Uh, we've seen a significant uh, increase in the price of some of our beers. In some other cases, you know, we didn't pass on uh, as much of the markup for, for strategic reasons. But since August the 1st or August the 5th, when the new tax came into effect, we've seen a dramatic reduction in the in the sale of our beers. We are enjoying, not just earlier this year, but for the last few years, very healthy growth in Alberta. I mean, we have good products, I mean, you know, competitively priced, and we invest in the market. But since the beginning of August, we've seen a dramatic fall off in the, in the, in the sale of our products.
1: Well, the Alberta government has, has sold their, their rebate program as a way to help Alberta breweries expand, build capacity, etc. I mean, it certainly seems, though, the, the unspoken intent is to give them a price advantage over out-of-province competition. Is that how you view it?
0: Well, I, I, you know, from from you know my understanding, you're right. I mean, the Alberta government is trying to a diversify their economy. Uh, they're trying to help grow the craft industry in Alberta, and I think those are all you know those are all worthwhile objectives or policies to pursue. But I don't think it has to come at the expense of uh, creating barriers to, uh, of trade and risking you know trade re- you know retaliation from other provinces and. And and, and during a very challenging economic period in Alberta, a a bad recession, one of the worst ever, one of the unintended consequences of this policy is the price of beer has actually gone up for the vast majority of Alberta consumers. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've seen uh, both the multinationals um, and even local craft breweries that have exploited this new tax policy uh, because there's a lessening of competition, and as a result of a lessening of, a, of competition, uh, many companies have actually raised their price of beer as a way of improving their profit margins, but in the end, consumers are now paying higher prices as a result of this, uh, of this tax policy.
1: And by the way and i 'm curious uh, regarding other provinces like b c or Ontario in particular have you you sought to to break into those markets and what what 's been the experience elsewhere in the country for your company
0: it, it is challenging there there's no question but for you know for a variety of different reasons um, and you know we hope at the end of the day that perhaps what is happening in Alberta will force a broader discussion between the provinces. As to how we can improve interprovincial trade, you know, not just within the beverage alcohol uh, sector, but certainly across all sectors. Certainly, the the, the provinces, um, you know, came together in late July and I believe announced um, a an update to the agreement for internal trade AIT, but it it, it excluded beverage alcohol. There were just too many complexities. Uh, at that time, but there is a working group that has been established with trade representation from all provinces and federal representation designed to hopefully uh, uh, reach an accord between the provinces by the middle of next year, Um, and I really hope that uh, something very positive and productive comes out of that process.
1: Right. What's your understanding now of the timetable? I know these challenges, these court challenges, can take a long time to to work their way through the system, but uh, where where do things go from here?
0: Yeah, I I can't even speculate at this point. I mean, it's obviously before the courts, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, we don't control the timetable, and, you know, we don't control the process, but obviously we are uh, trying to schedule preliminary hearings, but... uh, at this point, we have, we have no dates on the calendar.
1: All right. Well, in the meantime, folks can uh, find you guys online if they're interested, gwbc.ca, the website for the Great Western Brewing Company. Mike, uh, thanks for making some time for us here today. Good chatting with you.
0: No, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, there you go. That's
1: Michael McCobbson. He's uh, president and CEO of the Great Western Brewing Company in Saskatchewan, and um, they're taking the Alberta government to court. I-, I think we knew this was coming, and the Alberta government, I, I hope, knew this was coming. So will the subsidy be viewed as a backdoor favorable tax rate and does it make it an unconstitutional trade barrier? I think the government has tried to portray it more as a grant that, hey, it's it's about helping local business, uh, you know, build some stuff, uh, expand their capacity, etc. I think we all know what it's really there for. So what are the courts going to think? 403-974-TALK is our number. Quick break here. Back with more right after this.